You're listening to episode 49 of the Empath Podcast. back to the empath podcast i'm your host robin from the diary of an empath.com and today's episode is wildly out of my comfort zone because i'm inviting on my partner so it is valentine's day as this episode's going live and i felt what a better way to celebrate valentine's than to just have an impromptu conversation We didn't exactly know what we wanted to talk about, so I had this idea of bringing in oracle cards and then riffing off of what comes up as we look at the cards and look up the meaning. We cover a bunch of topics, and as I felt we would, we go into more of the masculine, so befriending the masculine, which is what I wanted him to come on and talk about anyway, because for my journey, he has served as such a strong mirror to my inner masculine. And like we talked about in the episode, there's been times where my feminine and his masculine have clashed, and there's been times when I've taken on too much of his masculine to the detriment of my feminine, and just learning how to work together and learning how to to keep the external masculine feminine balanced but also the internal masculine and feminine balanced. So in this episode, we do talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy, balancing the masculine and feminine energy. We talk specifically about systems and structure in business because that's one of the gifts of the masculine and the feminine, it's one of the gifts the feminine needs to receive in order to get her creations out into the world. So we talk about that. Uh, We talk a lot about goals and achieving goals. Again, that's a masculine energy. We even go into arguments and dealing with arguments and just overall, like how do you navigate work, business, creativity, and relationship. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do enjoy it, let me know because then I will know that I should invite him on again and we can do some more card riffing. Just a note to to dive into before we dive into the actual episode is Empaths and Business starts again very soon. So we're creeping up onto the Empath and Business launch If you're over on Instagram, you know Early Bird starts this Thursday. So it's the 14th right now. It starts on the 18th. And the only way to get the Early Bird link and to get access to the Early Bird bonus is by being on the waitlist. So you can get on the waitlist very easily. Go to empathsandbusiness.com or look below the episode. The link will be there. And you'll find it says join waitlist. Very, very simple. If you're already on the waitlist, you're going to get an email from me on the morning of the 18th. So you can mark a calendar or you can just watch for that email to come through. And again, that's the only way you're able to enroll early. So to get that early access to make sure you can get a seat. And then it's the only way that you get the early bird bonus, which is something I've been curating for the last little while to make sure it's super impactful for you. 
Another note, because it will be helpful in orienting you in this episode, is if you're new to the podcast, I met my partner in Montreal. So I was living on the east coast of Canada. I got a intuitive nudge to hop on a plane. I came to the city, to Montreal, to visit a friend, and I ended up meeting my partner the next day. So it was a very chaotic whirlwind of change in my life. And here I am two years later, living in Montreal and learning to be in partnership. He, at the time when we met, he was working at a a film and television company and he was doing a lot of the the project management or the overseeing of the, the creative a to b i don't know how better to explain it uh, we don't go into too much of what his job was just like confidentiality reasons but he was working in a very stable nine to five and though he was entrepreneurial he was very glued into that stability since meeting and deciding that we both wanted to live more of a nomadic lifestyle so where we're not tied to the city of Montreal, he's been going down a new path of entrepreneurship where he does incredible 3D. So 3D, if you're unfamiliar, I was, but it's like, you know when you see a commercial and it's like a sneaker commercial and the sneakers are moving and doing all of these crazy things that you couldn't grab with a camera like with a video or a photo that's 3d so like they build it within a software and they make things look realistic so like the iphone how it like floats and moves in the air on commercials that's 3d so he's heading down that path and he's selling his work as a 3d artist and he's incredible and you might see over on instagram a little 3d nod in the coming days that i post on my grid I hope you enjoy this episode and again if you love it let me know and I can invite him on again to have more of these conversations. Do you want to pull them or me? I'll pull them and you read read what they mean. What are you feeling hot or color? Quiet. Do you want a quiet color? Feeling quiet yeah. Fish upside up. One more. Quiet. Warm. Navy blue. Elk. I was thinking when I want you to come on the podcast, I'm like, I want him to talk about the structures. Like, I feel like since meeting you, I've gotten a lot better at like my systems and my structures. And the elk, it's the the masculine energy, and the masculine energy is the system and the structure. I think of this card being me and this card being you. So the fish, me, the elk, you. And he's like looking up at where he's going. Right. Do you see him? Yeah. She is about what she's birthing. Like if you see that, it looks like an egg to me. Oh, yeah. And then true. it's like in her belly. Like acting in the world, I think about like I act in order to birth. Birth my creations, other people's creations. But like you are towards this vision. Like you act because you have this like very strong goal. Not a vision so much as like a, a goal you're going to achieve it. Yeah, that's so true. I just imagine where I want to be and like the little steps to go there and I just pound at those little steps. Yeah. So there's no birthing. It's more of a like a climbing kind of. And it's very like elk. If you look at the the two energies, like the fish, she's she flows. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to birth this thing, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to let it slowly unfold. I'm going to take days where I'm not working on this thing and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to work on this thing like you like that's how I work in the world and you're very much like no every day I'm going to show up to get to this goal Mm -hmm. what do you feel off of that like what should we be talking about in this episode 
I think we need to read the book because I mean I have no idea looking at these cards. I really think it is that about it's about acting in the world for sure with that orange, and then our different approaches to it. Yeah, it's so weird. You see so much in these cards, and like for me, I just need the words from the book to actually pull any kind of conclusions. <laughs> I can't. I just can't riff about the card. Um. Okay. So fish is. Restlessness, change of focus, lost in the current. The fish loves to be subsumed in life's current. Nothing pleases it more than movement, movement, and more movement. It is about acting. Uh, the roaming lifestyle of the fish may be exhilarated for a while, but usually lends to weariness and slippery relationships. With all the possibilities out there in the vast waters, the fish becomes lost without clear goals and intentions. Spend some time with the lunar forces, dear fish, as the peace and calm of the moon will soothe your soul. Okay, when it's upwards, it's adaptable and it travels well. If it was reversed, it's distracted and it changes its mind often. So to bring into balance is to set a small goal and accomplish it. Which I think mm. about the elk being like, here's how you work towards a goal. Like, here's how you set a goal. So let's go to elk. Yeah, but that fish worked with what you said. It was pretty much that. Elk is stable, resilient, headstrong, the father. The great elk represents the earth element in its masculine form. This means it provides underlying support and stability amidst mm -hmm. life's many challenges. An elk personality is fully established in themselves and knows their core values. They become known and respected for acting in ways that uphold those values. Sometimes the elk's ego can become inflated, but for the most <laughs> part... <laughs> They make damn good fathers, mothers, lovers, and friends. The world needs more elk energy. So when imbalance is supportive, kind, and consistent, that's mm. what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And when it's out of balance, pretentious, high, and mighty. Okay. To bring into balance, eat and drink more consciously. So what do you get from all that? What are we talking about today? Our different styles. I think it's very clear. We need to talk about how you flow like a fish. <laughs> And the elk is more like straight leg, boring, plowing in the snow, just walking in a straight line towards... I mean, they, they migrate a lot, right? So mm -hmm. they, I think they walk long distances and are known for that. Fish as well, but I mean, fish also hang in like little basins and where the, the food is plentiful, so... I think to, to roll with this, like early on when I met you, do you remember how you really tried to get me to adopt your way of accomplishing things yeah <laughs> it all blew up at a full moon yeah. do you remember well i don't remember when it blew up oh i do when like uh... remember i was i was getting upset with you and your sister was getting upset with you about the same topic but how i have a way of doing things and i'm i tend to make people feel like their way isn't the right way if it's not similar to my way mm -hmm. kind of thing mm -hmm. and yeah both you and my sister were just not happy with with that, but uh, I have grown, hopefully. But I, I think about, I think back to that moment, and I was so trying to fit myself into what system and structures you thought would be valuable, like within my business. Remember, because I looked up to you, and I was like, he, he does, he's very good at discipline, and he's very good at getting things done and like taking action. And at the time, I was in a very feminine energy of, of not taking action where I need to take action and not having boundaries with things I need to have boundaries with. But when you just said about the fish and they, they sit in 
The basin? Yeah, basin. I don't know if it's an English word, but a basin, uh, maybe it's just a French word. A little pool, like behind a rock, uh, oh, yeah. more like deeper water, calmer water. Uh-huh. And like amidst a very flowy river, you'll have little parts that are just, the fish will hang out and rest. They won't have to fight against the current, they're just comfortable there. And then does the fish throw itself into the current so then it moves? Well, sometimes they just hang out in the calm water and wait until uh, a prey um, flows in the current section they come out of the calm section Mm -hmm. get the prey that's just flowing by and then go back in the calm one Mm. that's often why you want to yeah and i mean they'll leave i guess to go to other places but yeah they just they just tend to hang out in there wait for prey to pass by because i think about this idea of like reaching goals i'm like for me i'll throw myself into the current when i know it's time Right? Like you always say, uh, like, when I have a goal, when I know what I'm working towards, I'm, like, head down, get it done. But then I will take those moments of retreat where I will appear like I'm not doing anything to, right. to you. But to me, it's like I'm, I'm gaining the energy or, like, I'm getting the insights or, like, I'm piecing things together so that when the time is right, I can throw myself back into the current. So I'm, I don't know, I see myself as Oh, like, yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And then when you compare that to, um, to an elk, well, I guess they're just on the move all the time. They eat when they walk. They they walk. They eat. They graze. And, really? Well, elk. Yeah, they don't. I mean, they're not a a predator of opportunity like uh, the fishes. They mm-hmm. just uh, they just have to walk and eat as they walk, and they they'll hang out in areas. But like, they might, I I don't know as much about elk as I know about fish. But elk are on the move much more. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a different strategy. Mm-hmm. It's more of a constant, just grazing, walking, grazing. In in my work, I talk a lot about masculine and feminine energies. And I talk about how the masculine energy is someone who like looks out, sets that goal, and then backtracks, figures out, what do I have to be working on today so that that goal can happen? Right. The feminine energy... She looks out and she's like, this is what I want to create. And I have no idea how I'm going to get there. But in this moment, I can look where I'm guided and I can take that first step. Have you seen that goal setting, that approach to goals? Like, have you seen me doing that? Where I maybe act in a way that might not make sense, but it ends up getting me where I need to go. Do you have any examples of that? Yeah, I think you're much more vision-based where you have this kind of like general feel for where you want to end up and then you like just intuitively make decisions and sometimes they're maybe more, uh, I would say, uh, impulsive, just like, yep, okay, I'm going to do this now Mm -hmm. and then you do it, but it's never like uh, entirely, I think that's why you, you like it could be disastrous to just make brash decisions and not have a clear vision, but a, a clear goal. But because you have a clear vision rather than a clear goal, and your your decisions aren't so off that you're like changing directions or strategies entirely. They're always like in line mm-hmm. with your vision, which is like kind of broad and and. I wouldn't say blurry, but just like some paintings are just smoother, some are sharper. Like the image is just more like kind of blurred in a in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, yeah, your decisions are 
Impulsive. Impulsive, <laughs> but, but also not. like enlightened. And mm-hmm. you know, in a way that's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. And I think they would yeah. look impulsive to people outside of me, but to me, it's very I mean it's it's the most necessary thing to do. Like when I look at a goal setting or like a goal I want to achieve, a vision, instead of looking and being like I do this and this and this, although there's place for that, I'm often looking at, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting for the inspiration to strike so that I can take a decision or like do something that's going to get me miles ahead than if I had tried to map it out in my head. Right. You know, like I'll, I, I can't think of a situation right now, but like I know that's how I work. Like we want to be nomadic. Well, yeah, not the, <laughs> maybe not the online nomadic, like work from anywhere. No, no, I'm no, in, no. Like, now I'm in Tokyo tomorrow, I'm in Paris, like more of a humble. Yeah, like now we want to be Eastern to... Canada, now I'm in more central. Central, yeah. We want to be able to flow from place to place. And for me, it's like I, I, if I take myself back, I don't know, five years ago, I knew I didn't want to be in one place. So, like, there was a vision there. It was a long-term vision. It was, like, I want the freedom to go where I want to go. And I didn't know where that was. I just knew I wanted to go somewhere. And I didn't want to be confined. And so, for me, it was waiting, waiting, inspiration to start a blog just, like, hit. And it's, like, I'm going to take that step. I'm going to that leap and do that. And to a lot of people, it was, like, I was taking, like, a, like a huge detour of my life to start the blog. But I knew that blog was the first step I needed to take to get to be able to have a life where I wasn't confined, like location defined or location confined, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to rhyme, but, uh, but like I just knew in my heart that that was what I needed to do, even though that might not logically make sense, right? right. Like it was just like this just needs to happen. And I had no idea how when I take that leap, that becomes a business. Right. I just knew I had to take that leap because it was the first step to get this ball rolling. Right, right. Whereas you, <laughs> when we talk about when we met and then you want to be location independent. Yeah, it's much more of a like, okay, um, my, my job works perfectly here in the city, but I can't have that job uh, out in the... In the country, because of the infrastructure, there's just not big studios out there. And with like, my skill was more like with the um, the hardware rather than the software. So like the the hard drives, like moving around and the the, the different logistical implications of bringing a project from post production to final delivery, like mm-hmm. the different people involved and whatnot, the the color grading, the the, the sound mixing, etc. And so I was like, oh, so that won't happen in the country. I can't kind of do that like free, in a freelance way at all. So I had to pick something uh, that could enable me to, to, to go freelance. And I figured I'd go a bit more in the software side where it's more like you have a home studio, like a computer, and you can just bring that computer wherever. And your skill is more found in the software rather than with the hardware. Mm-hmm. So I picked 3D. And um, and then just decided to go like step by step, learn myself 3D with um, different tutorials, and um, yeah, it, it got me there. Um, like watching your process, though, I remember 
you laid it out. You're like, okay, in like one year's time, or wait, it was the first couple of weeks. You're like, I'm going to teach myself this. And then the next six weeks or whatever, I'm going to be doing this. All so that I eventually get to this one year goal where I'm selling this new skill set. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The general plan was one year goal into going freelance, the first <laughs> six months learning, yeah. and the second six months learning how to sell mm-hmm. and to finally be freelance. And but yeah, like yeah, I guess that's that that's how it went down. And I think about how in terms of like the the elk reaching towards the goal and like the, the fish birthing something. It's like the elk being like the masculine energy has to tr- has trust in the system. Like has trust in the goal setting plan or like the plan to reach the goal that it establishes. It's like if I do this, it will get me to the next step. And then if I do this, it will get me to the next step. Whereas the feminine and like the fish in this has trust in self. Right? Because right. it's like if I take this first step and I listen to myself, well, then the next one's going to appear. And I don't need to know what's going to happen next because I just know what's going to happen how it needs to. It makes me think of like the the typical, like the difference between um, the older generation where they trusted the job and the newer generation learned to trust themselves, knowing that true stability and, and job security was in being skilled and being like yourself uh, a, a great potential for, for productivity and, and whatever task was in front of you mm-hmm. like that instead of like wor- working for a Ford and just uh, hoping knowing that that's gonna keep going for the years ahead like just now it's a different mindset jobs mm-hmm. are kept for like three years now and project change but at the moment you have confidence in yourself you're, you're not too stressed about what's what's next you know I see that as feminine rising, right? Trust in self, feminine rising in like everyone. Trust in establishment, trust in authority figure. That's more masculine. So if you're looking at like the Ford company, yeah, being like you trust that this company is going to get you to retirement. You know, you're going to yeah. have all of these years. But the feminine energy in her recklessness comes in and says, I actually can't trust that. I don't trust that system, mm. the system. Right. But I'm going to learn to trust myself. And to bring it back to like backtrack a bit, but when you were talking about the fish and about how it flowed and how like it, it sees opportunities and kind of jumps on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking it's kind of like a bit like how, and and also like intuitiveness of, of the fish and of the, but yeah I was thinking back to how we met how it both like we met each other and then we knew it didn't make like a lot of logical sense because of the logistics of like uh, living far away and having like two families that are thousand well more than a thousand kilometers away from one another but it kind of made sense in a way that you can't really explain like you you can't you couldn't describe it in a 500 word essay but the same way that you couldn't describe every part of your body reacting to you falling. Like when you fall, your hands will go to a certain place. Your knee will go to a certain place. Everything will kind of happen to protect you from falling. But you couldn't describe that. In a, like you don't know what's happening when it's happening. It's mm-hmm. a subconscious mind telling your body, better watch out for that uh, that shin, mm-hmm. you better watch out for your head, protect your head at all costs, put mm-hmm. a hand right 
where your ear is and like you know all these kind of it's the same thing but like on a a more like life direction level i think when we met like couldn't really explain why it made sense because it didn't if you were to describe it quickly on a phone call to someone but like we just knew the same way you would know what to do if you're falling Mm -hmm. i remember too back in that time i trusted myself a lot you didn't necessarily trust me because you were like remember when you talked to your friend and you're like this person isn't from here like she's not gonna stay here but I trusted myself I'm like I don't know how I'm staying here right like like I wasn't even thinking the logistics I I was thinking right now the most natural next step is to just stay a little bit longer and for you way back when I think this eventually like phased out but it was very much like an uncertainty because you couldn't see the steps. Yeah, you were definitely the the leader in that. Like, I maybe I put us in the same boat there, but uh, it was you, the driving force behind the uh, like the intuitive decision I was talking about earlier to like mm-hmm. commit to it because I had little control. I had a stable day job yeah. that I couldn't just you know I was in a big rush mode. I couldn't take a days off or like a weeks off to like uh, investigate this relationship i was just locked there and you just had the flexibility to just try it out and stay in montreal uh, and without that it wouldn't have worked and yeah like this friend was telling me that uh that i shouldn't trust you because you were like someone who was that impulsive is also going to impulsively leave very quickly mm-hmm. but good thing i didn't listen to her because yeah we're still here now I remember when he told me that, I was like, yes, impulsive, but impulsive, again, it's like the fish. It's like she waits and waits and waits, knowing what she wants, which is like food in the case of the fish in the basin. And then when it's coming in, the food, she knows, okay, time to, do they pounce? I don't know what a fish does. Yeah, pounce is it. Yeah, it's all right. Um, time, to, time to pounce to get that thing that I want. And that's the feminine energy. It's not like it's making impulsive decisions all of the time. It's making very like self-informed impulsive decisions. So starting the blog because I knew I wanted a certain lifestyle. Getting on a plane to come to Montreal and starting a very random relationship because I knew that's what I wanted. Right. I'm just hearing you talk about that. It's like, yeah, it's the opposite of what I am. That scares me a lot. Like... (laughs) Impulsive decisions like that, <laughs> like when when I think of like where, of of who to reach out to for three D, like my next client, mm-hmm. I think it in a very like methodical, rational way, like trying to put feelings as far away as possible and just like look at this will bring me this opportunity and the power of no and just like mm-hmm. all these things of just like you no know, focusing honing in that the thing you want and getting rid of the rest and if the one opportunity or idea is kind of like sideways just like a, a guy asking me uh, recently to do some kind of uh, more of a 2d work type thing for film mm-hmm. and just not pursuing that and instead of being ah now I'm more focused into really the realistic 3d because you trust the system yeah you trust the system you've made that if you 
continue to take that path, your your current system of selling, it's going to lead to a result. The feminine energy is like this person comes in and says, hey, can you do this 2D project? Filters it through the intuition. If it's a yes and they trust themselves, they go and do that because maybe that person's connected with someone who's connected with the studio, who's connected with these people this like this big community you want to work with so all of a sudden the feminine just just you know blew your structure out of (laughs) out of the way because there is something in her that says actually though it doesn't fit the plan this is incredibly important but like it did cause a lot of headbanging in our in like early on because yeah i trusted self you trusted system and you help me to implement system to the point where I stopped trusting self. For the people listening, it wasn't like a, how long was it? A couple months until I clued in like, no, I'm taking on way too much of his ideology and his way of doing things. Yeah, it was so like you, we took um, someone who painted on a canvas and asked them to um, paint with an Excel doc instead. Mm-hmm. just with numbers and formatting cells mm-hmm. or but the thing is like I love numbers like I do I love my spreadsheets to a point right not to a point of restriction where yours like I'm gonna stick to this spreadsheet no matter what whereas I'm like the spreadsheet's gonna hold me until I get an idea that I need something different right you know yeah it's something you keep in the glove box and I use as an engine Right, it's like kind of it mm-hmm. supplements your 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 work and it helps you as a tool. But whereas I use it as kind of a like a a map. And it, I love that. Like you use it as an engine, and I use it because it very much is like that. Like I'll be flowing, 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 and then when I get too flowy, it's like back to your spreadsheet. Like what do you need to be working on today? Which when I talk about business and business for for the feminine for the empath, it's. A lot of people worry that it's going to be to be in business requires you be like you using a spreadsheet for your en- like as an engine like the everything has to be built off the spreadsheet which the feminine immediately is like Mm-mm, I don't want that I love flowing I value flow I love living in integrity being authentic right and so if I try to push myself into a spreadsheet it's not going to work and so I teach it as a tool like it's in your pocket you pull it out when you need direction. Another thing I talk a lot about in my work is like befriending the masculine energy. Like a lot of people who talk feminine masculine energy are saying like it's better to be the feminine or to be the masculine. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like the feminine needs the masculine as in like to do my work, to be able to help people the way I do, I need that structure and I need things like boundaries. Like I just think about my spreadsheet. When I'm in a space and I'm feeling all of the energy from whatever, the moon and people and all of this, and I'm getting distracted and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do today. Like there's so many things I could do today. Mm-hmm. That's me in the feminine energy, but that's me in a disempowered feminine and being able to call in the tools of the masculine, like that spreadsheet makes the feminine empowered because it's like, right, I can clear through all this stuff that I'm feeling by looking at this sheet, you taught me, and it always stands out of when I'm in a launch season. Do you remember the fall launch season? And I mapped out a plan how I was going to show up. And then there was days where I'm like, I 
don't want to show up like that. Like I was getting inspi- like inspired, but more so distracted to do other stuff. And you would, you said like you made that system when you knew the goal you were working towards. You mapped this out. And so even though you don't feel like it, it's important that you follow through because there was a version of you who said or who knew this is what you needed to do. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea is that like if it was a good idea to that version of you, it still is a good idea. And the person of the the today you might be afflicted by feelings or God knows what. The moon or other people or like all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you just got to trust you from the past and just stick to it to a point. Like sometimes you got to reassess, but like if you make a small, like couple day, couple week plan, yeah, just like it's it's a bit like uh, school. You get through a program because you have to get to class no matter what. On days you like absolutely don't want to be there, mm-hmm. they still force you to be there. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that by by self study, it's so hard because you can like. Um, rationalize not studying so easily Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like oh you know what actually i don't need that particular skill or that software is not going to help me that much but like no it is it's just you're you're being lazy and Mm -hmm. because there's no teacher or program or just classmates that are there every day just so much easier to just um just move on but yeah at school it's just like no you just got to be there so same thing for for launches and business in general business goals just like stick to a program of a couple months like it's not and that's what businesses do like they run by quarter right you know this quarter here's our plan and even when you get to the middle of a quarter and you're feeling like you're tired or to the empath if you're feeling overwhelmed or too many people coming at you or whatever it might be you got to look back at what was the goal set in this quarter and then what did I say I was going to do to reach that goal it just brings you back, it like refocuses you and reprioritizes you. And I still think about that all the time. Like I'm coming into another launch and I'm like, right, I have a plan. Like the plan is so important because the plan is going to catch me when I know I'm in the middle of the launch and I'm getting tired or I'm getting distracted or I don't feel like it. Or, and I get too flowy, like when I'm the reverse fish. Because if you don't follow the plan, you can't birth the thing. Right. That you, it's part of it. Like to birth something, you need masculine and feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of, the, the way you're talking about like following through a plan, it kind of makes me think of uh, biking. Like when I'm biking and I'm trying to mm-hmm. go somewhere, it's just, you have a path. You can't, like midway through, you might be really tired, but you just don't have the options to just not follow through. Right, you're just like if I. Yeah. It's literally not a possibility to not get home tonight. Yeah. Like I wanted to do this trip. Now I'm halfway in the loop. Like yeah. if I just stay here, nothing good will happen. Like yeah. I just got to do it. And it's much harder to like have that same um, rationale when you're doing a couple week plan or a couple months plan because you have the option to drop out and not lose your physical comfort or. But like still, you you just it's so much easier. Right, mm-hmm. but like, it could have as big repercussions like ten years from now, right? Mm-hmm. To not follow through with a, an important three month plan you had set out. Oh, for sure. I think about a lot of people listening to the podcast. They're people who are starting, wanting to start the blog, or they're wanting to start a podcast, or show up in the world in some way. Start 
uh, creating handcrafted products, whatever it is, they have this idea and they want to start it. And when you're inspired, it's very easy to start something. It's like you create an account on Squarespace, you start the blog. You get on the bike. You get on the bike. And so you're you're excited and you're inspired and you're motivated because of that excitement. And then three or four days in when you realize, oh, like this is harder than I thought. There's more here that I have to figure out. Or, you know, I had no idea what I was getting into. It's kind of like if you keep I was ta- I was on a call with someone a couple months ago and she's like I always had these things that I would start and I would never follow through with them. And she was like I I just feel like I'm like this constant like start and then let it fizzle out. Start and let it fizzle out. So she was never creating the life she wanted because she was never following through on the thing that was going to create that life. And so her whole life or like the phase of life she was looking at, she's like, I just have so many false starts, like things I've started. And you think about like biking, you get on your bike and you go a little bit and it gets tired or you get tired and then you decide to go home and then you do it again. You decide to go home. You've just exerted a ton of energy and effort, but you haven't gotten yourself any further ahead. Like that's what I think when I'm thinking the bike. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So then how do you push through that so that you actually make that trip? Right. And it reminds me of this study I was telling you about a couple months ago where the brain of people would physically change. Like a new link would be created every time they accomplished a a task Mm. rather than just like not completing it but starting it. Mm -hmm. Like there was a, a physical difference between the two brains. Just mm-hmm. a, a new path. I mean, I also struggled. Like the thing you're saying about people like having energy to start things. Mm-hmm. Like the first few years, I had all these entrepreneurial ideas of different businesses. And I would start them and quit them and start them and quit them like so many times until finally uh, with a friend, we decided to start something. And this time, rather than quit when we felt like it was time to quit, we would we would quit when we had to quit and not nowhere near before. And it turned out we, we hustled with starting that business for like, yeah, like four years or four years and a half mm-hmm. before. I mean, we, we had hit <laughs> quite a wall of just like, okay, like we felt like we really tried hard and it was like full time trying hard. Mm-hmm. And it's still like, it was working, but at that point um, he was gone I, w- I was alone and it was just, I could see how it could come together um, alone, but it was also a point in my life where I wanted more, uh, better work-life balance and more time on my hobbies and I just wasn't ready to make that sacrifice. But mm-hmm. in the end, what that process taught me is, is a skill that is, uh, you can't, I couldn't, I, I could have read it, I could have seen a video about it, but I, the only way to learn it turned out to be actually doing it. It was committing to something and just sticking with it. Mm-hmm. And after that, I just knew it was a, just a switch in my head I had where like a serious project that was worth committing to, I could just turn on the on switch, commitment, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't stop. But before then, I didn't even know the switch existed. I didn't have that. And it was just like, I'm doing a project. And when it feels 
kind of, uh, I'm just, uh, I hate it. I'm just going to quit it, which is so easy. But like, yeah, I didn't see it as an option, just plow through. But so, yeah, I, just, I think I think that was like one of the most important things I learned in my, well, I'm still in my 20s, but my early 20s. Well, you learn discipline. That's what that is. Discipline is showing up when you don't want to. It is discipline. Um, but also like discipline is kind of something you do every day and just kind of see it as like a montage of like just working out, discipline, whereas mm-hmm. commitment is just kind of a more um, a vision-based, like, no, I'm sticking with that. Mm-hmm. For me, commitment is like, really for me, commitment is even on the days where I want to quit, when I'm in those spaces, I always come back to, is it going to move me towards where I want to go if I quit or is it going to move me further away? Because if it's going to move me further away, I'm not quitting. I can be here and this can be horrible and I can be emotional with this, but if it's not getting me where I want to go, sure, quit. Because the vision is more important than the, ta- the task or the thing I've set out to do. But if it is an alignment and I just want to quit, it's often a sign of, I have a, a self barrier there, right? Or I have like a limitation in what I believe is possible here, or like a lot. I talk a lot about pivot points. So like when we do hit these moments, I, I say like your spirit leads you up a mountain. It's like you want to get to the top of the mountain. Cool, we're gonna lead you up here. But then your spirit knows that you forgot to pack food, so your spirit's gonna lead you to like the side of the mountain. Mm. Oh, I love that, yeah. To get food, you know, whether it's like a, a little... A creek, you know, a creek. water. And... Yeah, like when I explained it in the podcast, I was like, a cafe. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the side of a mountain. No, I said a restaurant. Berries. A restaurant. Yeah, a berry um, patch, how about that? Or like someone who has a campfire, mm. you know? So it's going to lead you there and you're going to be like, why am I going this way? Like, this doesn't make sense. Or like, I don't like this. This is scary. And it's doing that because it knows better than you. It knows you need the food. So if you give up because you're in a situation where you're like, this is not where I want to go, where you're missing the value of that moment and the tool. Like I, it's like, it's like your spirit trying to give you the tools you need. Right. And it's guiding you. Another example I gave in the episode was like, it's guiding you to, to connect with someone who's coming down from the top of the mountain so that they can tell you, you know, here's what to expect. So it leads you in that, the way, and it might not seem like a, a linear from here to here, but it's still getting you there. It's getting you to the top of the mountain. So if you quit in amongst the, the chaos of it or the mess of it, you're not getting where you want to go. Maybe we should pull another card. What do you think it is? I think it's going to be the hedgehog. There's no hedgehog in the deck. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm afraid of them. I'm not afraid of them, but I was this summer on the beach. Uh, sharks. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> Octopuses. I'm not afraid of an octopus. And you there's would... no octopus on the beach. Fox. I'm not afraid of fox. Um, I think it's a... Because they're really big. Eagle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we saw beautiful eagles on the beach. It's a bald eagle. I've never gotten that card in ever 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 you think it represents freedom you think well i mean let's see it's a air but i often find like the animals you are afraid of is it's like your shadow side you don't often want to see your shadow side right okay 
The noble eagle emanates the light of the sun. This great bird is both physically and spiritually strong and represents mastery over the elements of fire and air. When the eagle appears, you'll soon be thrown into the karmic fire for the sake of your transformation. The eagle pushes us to be our best and brightest selves and stops at nothing to see us shine. Grasp the sun in your talons and hold on for the ride. You are stronger than you think, eagle child. When in balance, it's bright, radiant, and challenges. When out of balance, it's controlling. So ours is imbalance. So bright, radiant, and challenges. To bring into balance, step into the unknown. Something I've been reflecting on a lot in my entrepreneurial journey lately is how good I've gotten at seeing challenges as opportunities. Mm. Like in my first few years, every challenge almost sunk me. Right. It was like a challenge. Oh my gosh, I'm going to quit. I can't do it. This sucks. And we were talking about quitting. Like don't quit before you get there. And so I'm thinking about the ego. He represented, when he's upright, he represents challenge and like karmic challenge. And I think, well, I feel so much that the people like myself who are drawn to business, we're drawn to it because of who we're going to become in the process. Right. And it is very karmic. It's saying in this lifetime, you're going to be empowered. You're going to be able to hold your worth when someone rejects your price. You're going to be able to stand up with yourself and say, I'm, I'm doing this regardless of it, if it's going to be difficult. It's like you've come, your spirits come into this life saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have this business as a way of personal development. Early on, it was all, every challenge would, would almost end it for me. And now I'm at a place where I'm starting to, to really ride with the challenges. I can't imagine a challenge that would actually like bring you down. Like you seem, everything seems to be kind of an easy thing to just jump over and, or plow through that I've seen with you. Well, the minute you reframe challenges as opportunities in your brain. Right. And that's not to say I don't get emotionally involved with the challenge for a minute or a couple minutes. And you're really good at helping me in those moments. But it is like, okay, I'm feeling this. And because I'm, and th- this feeling, the invitation to be like, what can I pull from this? Like, what can I learn from this? I'm trying to think of a recent challenge. Because my intention pulling this card was what's the next topic we should talk on? And it came up challenges, overcoming challenges, seeing the bigger picture of it. If you think of the the bird in general, it flies high. You have a certain way of just like, yeah, the challenge is there. You kind of sit in it. So you don't ignore it. Just like some people are just kind of like, I don't know, bliss is the word. Oh, um, um, is ignorance is no. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, but does bliss means ignorance or is ignorance is bliss? It means it's like when you ignore something, your life's good because the problem's over here and you're not right. facing it. Yeah, so I don't think you ignore the problems. You kind of just like sit with them, just like let them sink in. Just maybe like do something else, mm-hmm. and then you come back in a stride, like with momentum, because that challenge kind of like I don't know. You kind of like this. Light something under me. Yeah. <laughs> Light the fire <laughs> under you. Be a good way to put it. Yeah. And then you come with like oftentimes a solution that fixes the problem, but also that makes it so that the problem won't be 
such a problem next time it arises. Mm. Like, how do you deal with problems? I'm trying to think of, like, your perspective, my perspective. Oh, God. Because I think about, like, when you have a problem, it's when you go on your bike and you go for a bike ride or you go sit by the water in the summer and you think about it and you, like, write out, you sometimes will journal, and then you come up with this solution. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, big problems, yeah. A long bike ride or a long hike, something like that will... Yeah. Stepping back and just, uh, yeah. Working through it. Showers. Showers. <laughs> That's the thing. Showers. You, you taught me about showers. Shower thoughts. thoughts. Yeah, you got to put that in. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I think there's a huge community out there of people that think their best thoughts in the shower. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I like I read it's because of maybe the soothing feeling of the water on you, just like the, yeah. the comfortableness. It kind of like brings your mind to a another level it's just kind of a dynamic relaxation it just brings my mind in a place where i can solve and i can think my best thoughts most definitely <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm passionate about showers i am and you know what like i've adopted that i think one of the reasons i've gotten very good at challenges is because i would watch you be like okay this i'm facing something i don't know the answer to right now so if I go have a shower, the answer will come to me or like it might come to me. So I'm just going to remove myself because I think you do that really well to like remove yourself from the situation, whether that's going for a bike ride, going to the water, going for a shower. And then you, it's like it puts you into a space where you can then receive or like get the answer. I think for me in challenges, I'm, I don't know if I was always that way. Like I would kind of just plow through things like before I met you. And just be like, you know what I think it is? It's like, even like when we're arguing, like we're fighting, you take longer to come around. Whereas I'm very quick to be like, I'm mad. Okay, now I'm not mad. Right. <laughs> and you're very much like, I'm angry, but I'm going to go away. And I'm probably going to be angry for a little while. And then a little while longer. But then I'm going to come back and it's, I'll be okay. Yeah, that kind of drives me crazy with my own personality. It's just, like, I know rationally, like, okay, I'm not angry anymore, but my body still is. Yeah. It's just like, okay, yeah, like, look, like, the points have been made. I understand now your perspective, and I respect it. I'm not mad anymore, but I'm just going to keep being mad because mm -hmm. it's out of my control. Mm -hmm. Give me, like, two or three hours, yeah. and then I'll be okay, but not before then. And, like, and he, he's very rarely mad. Like, it's not, like, a thing. Like, I'm mad more often yeah. and quicker, but you're mad, like, once in a blue moon. Yeah. And Three or four months, maybe. Yeah. Four, four, four to five months, maybe. Yeah. And then, yeah, but it only lasts, like, three, or three hours. And I think, too, because the challenge card came up and it, it wants us to talk about it, it's, like, you were the first guy that I had met who was conscious of how he was in an argument or like a fight right i don't know if i was comfortable at first when you're like when you couldn't get unmad mm, because right. i was like it's so easy you just decide you're not mad anymore because <laughs> that's me right it's so quick but for you it's like you had such self-awareness around it and you knew you're like i have to remove myself from the situation and then i'm going to come back 
and I might you were just like very cognizant, so you're able to like inform me that that's <laughs> right. How it like... worked. Is there anything else you want to talk about on this topic? I want to pull one more card for. I think we should have done it like this from the start, been like, oh, this card means this. Riff on that. This means. Yeah, this. I think Riff this could that. be a series, just like card riffing. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add to challenge or overcoming challenge? Can I just add about the story of the ego? No. Oh. We were taking photos from my blog. Yeah, we were taking pictures and there was these two huge eagles. And they were beautiful. And they were beautiful. <laughs> no, I was really afraid of them because they're large. Yeah. Okay, do you want to pull one more? Yep, let's pull one more. So the intention being how, or another topic for us to riff on. Okay, going to go for this one. Gazelle. Right upright. side up. They're all upright. Um, Do you have a feeling on what that one may mean? Maybe like alertness or something. Like They're quick. They're really graceful, aren't they? They're sturdy. They're quick. Well, sturdy in the sense that like they can jump and land on tiny legs and just like they hop around. It's, it's kind of crazy how their legs can sustain such so much impact. Mm -hmm. while being so little. Okay, what's your guess? <sighs> I think it's going to be something about quickness and speed of decision. Okay. So, <clears throat> Gazelle, heightened awareness and ability and vulnerable. Oh, yeah, they're not very strong. Mm -hmm. The Gazelle represents supreme grace. This awe-inspiring beauty amidst sophistication and elegance. Gazelle personalities are often hyper-aware of their surroundings, bordering on hyper-vigilant. And That's this can cool. inhibit them from enjoying the beauty they've spent so much time, so much effort cultivating. No more worrying about all those predators out there in the wild. When this card appears, it's time to get back to the present moment. Sit down, find your breath, and acknowledge the bounty that surrounds you. Let it nourish your gentle spirit. When in balance, graceful, perceptive, artistic. When out of balance, food sensitivity, insomnia, racing mind. To bring into balance, yin yoga, a cozy home, or good food. Hmm. That's a very concrete way. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. I mean, when I when I when I heard you say read that one, mm -hmm. I was thinking like ever since I met you. I've been more comfortable. You've taught me how to be more comfortable in showing up because before I was more of a reclusive, go in my own corner, work on myself and just like come out in sprinkles, like sprinkle out what I'm doing to the outside world, just giving little bits and pieces. But I've, you've taught me not to be afraid to just like, hey guys, this is what I'm doing and I'm not afraid to share it. Here is me. Oh, the know. vulnerability piece. Yeah, the vulnerability piece. Especially as a creative. As a, yeah, like as a watching creative. Watching you as, as a creative. I think, too, what this card brings up is the, you said, oh, those are concrete ways to bring it into balance. And I think about, like, when I was starting my blog, and each blog post that went out, it was like the fatigue, authenticity fatigue of, I've shared myself, and that was exhausting. And so I found a lot of comfort in things like a cozy home and good foods. And like, you're like, those are concrete. I'm like, those were my 
my grounding points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. To show up. It's like, okay, I'm going to show up and then I'm going to know how to nurture myself so that I can do this again. Because if you're just trying to like push, like vulnerability isn't something that can be, I don't want to say pushed. It can be pushed, but it's, it's something that has to be nurtured. And I think about this because else she's like very nurture like the energy is a nurturing energy she's like I'm I'm gonna be here but to do so I'm gonna nurture myself and I also look behind her head is a big red circle and I think about that as root chakra root chakra being the things that make you feel safe right so what makes you feel safe yeah early on it was it was like being able to shut my laptop and know that there was a world that was reading my blog posts, but knowing I could go and hang out with my family and that was safe to me because they weren't reading my blog posts. It was like a, a different world. I could exit the world where I was being vulnerable and then head into a different world where I wasn't sharing my diary on the internet. Right. And I think a lot of people might this might have come up because a lot of people might be, I think about the hyper-aware aspect too of like, when you're first starting or like in a new season of being vulnerable, like a new level of being vulnerable, you're hyper aware of like, what will other people think? Like, oh my gosh, danger, where's that at? Like I could get eaten by a predator. And for me, it was when I was starting that blog, I was so afraid of people, mean people emailing me. And I got some weird emails, some horrible emails. And I was always on guard for that. And so learning to ground into my root chakra and do things like make meals and go to the gym at the time. It was like go to the gym, get out of my head and into my body. I feel like that's what Gazelle is saying. How does that show up for you? That's what I had to say. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. I mean, well, yeah, when I, yeah, I mean, when I look at you posting on Instagram, I just like... I, I do it, I post, and it's draining. Or it used to be even worse, but, like, I would overthink it so much of, like, what are people going to think mm-hmm. that, like, I think I was doing Instagram and social media were wrong, where it's, like, it's meant to be spontaneous. Mm. And when you overthink it, people can almost feel it, and it it's kind of counterproductive because there's just so many aspects to consider like what will that person think and what's the perception of someone who doesn't know me and comes upon this for the first time Mm -hmm. and all these things you have to like weigh Mm -hmm. versus just like acting quickly and spontaneously just kind of works better with the platform because doing it the other way is draining it'll take you like a day to just write a post like or to design and write a post and and just seeing you post just more spontaneously and like using instagram right well i don't think it's right there's no right or wrong yeah using it in a way that that fits me yeah yeah using it in a way that that works with you i've yeah i've learned to to use in a way that is less focused on the predators out there or like the 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 diverging opinions more just like you know what i'm just gonna show up you know what's interesting about instagram that draining feeling, the, the gazelle is about like racing thoughts. So your thoughts, the mental energy that you expend when you're caring way too much about what other people think. For me, the Instagram platform, it's been a relationship that I've been building with it. 
And something in me knew early on that I couldn't post to my grid because it was going to take way too much out of me. And so learning to, to ask myself, like, how does it feel good to show up on this platform? Especially in the beginning to right. be like, okay, it feels good to show up in my stories. I can do that. That doesn't drain me. That lights me up. Mm-hmm. Until I was at a space where I could look deeper into why the the grid aspect drained me. And then I'm like last year I went into a course and I, I'm, I feel much better about it now. But I think that was a big part of self-nurturing is knowing what drains you and like being honest about that. Right. And then in business, being able to balance the fact that you do need leads to your work. People do need to know what you do. And so is this a challenge you need to overcome to learn how to better use the platform? Or are you getting enough leads to meet your goals by just using stories? I enrolled in an Instagram course because I'm like, no, I'm ready for my work to grow. And so I need to better utilize this platform. So I need to overcome these fears. But for a long time, just being on stories worked for me personally and for my business. So there was no need to to be drained by it. And I really developed that like spontaneity through stories that I carried into grid. Uh, I don't know if that relates much, but like hearing you say that you were you were talking about like how it just felt less draining to post on stories. I'm just mm-hmm. like made me think of like how ever since meeting you, I've I've noticed that you don't do things that you don't want to do. <laughs> and that like it works good because you end up like putting a lot of energy and just like having a predisposition to do whatever you choose to do because you want to to do it well Mm -hmm. whereas like I thought that you had to do everything that needed to be done like objectively Mm -hmm. like you need to check in those boxes do the thing right but you decide to ignore certain boxes and the ones that you do check the check mark has a lot of intention in it. Beautiful check mark, and it's well done, and it's less hard for you to, to check that box. And I I've I've started to do that, like ignore certain boxes and just like focus on the ones I know are gonna be easy for me to check. Mm-hmm. And that's enough, you know, that's enough. Like you you were you weren't posting on your grid, but stories were enough. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think yeah. I, a lot of times I get this conversation with people where there'll be like people, the world tells you you have to post to Instagram consistently. Like that's a piece of business feedback out there. Or even your podcast, like consistent yeah. every week, whereas yeah. you haven't done that at all. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not me. Right. And if I'm going to try to do that, it's draining so much energy that I could be using to help people. Like and it wouldn't be, be as good probably because it wouldn't be like you wouldn't be doing when inspired. Like, yeah, like you're yeah, saying. Yeah. You're, just, you're waiting until, just like that, to bring it back to the fish, waiting for the opportunity to like pass by. Just jump on it. With thought. I know what I want. I, I have an intention to create episodes that help people. And so like the fish, it's waiting. And until like, the idea strikes or I'm guided in some way, to say, okay, now you're going to talk. Like, now you need to say something. And that's going to be way more helpful for people than if I just show up here and I'm like, today I did this, <laughs> you know? Like, that's not helpful. 
And it's not why people are drawn to my my podcast and my work. And so the spontaneity and also me being spontane 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 spont- spontaneous. Mm. Me being spontaneous, it allows other people to be spontaneous and that like nurtures that feminine energy of of like I think about what we were talking about earlier, like that spreadsheet, right? The spreadsheet's in my glove box. It's like the podcast is there. I know that when I I need to show up, I think about like my my distribution strategy with this podcast. So recording it and like how it goes from idea to published and out in the world and shared on the platforms. I know that when the idea strikes, the right idea, I'm safe in that strategy. I just show up and I follow it one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, through the process. So that episode or that idea gets birthed in the world. But I don't have a strategy being like, I need to show up every day. Like that type of confinement wouldn't work for me and my creative style. To succeed in business, I've had to learn that my yes and my no is going to get me where I am. I'm meant to go. Right. And so if I'm listening to everyone else's yeses, I'm not. I'm not going to get there. Because people say, like, yeah, post your your Instagram three times a week. And to me, I knew that something in me knew that that was not necessary. It knew if I'm just in stories and having conversation with people and caring about people and wanting to get to know people, that's going to lead to more sales than if I just force myself to post but again it's the conversation of is it reaching your goals or not because when my goals then grew it was like okay you've got to grow too so you can't just be posting on stories it's time to face what hurts about grid and get the tools so enroll in the course so that you can start to show up there too it's knowing your strengths but also knowing your weaknesses and then knowing are they working to get to your goal or not? Because if they're not, then something needs to change. Right, right. One more card? Yeah, yeah. I think we should pick one and like close it out. Just have a last thought type of card. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to go for the one in the bottom of the deck. The hawk. Another bird. Interesting. Look at all the color. What color is here in all of these cards? Or Red. And... Orange. It is all lower chakra. Are not all the cards like this? No, look at them. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of color in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's green, there's blue. Wow, there's purple. And, I mean, it's meant to be because I knew we'd be, we'd be talking masculine lower chakra stuff by having a, a man. And, like, I associate you with masculine energy, so having you on the podcast. But it's, like, making it so clear. And it's Valentine's Day. I mean, I think red Valentine, no? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I'm too yeah. traditional. But... No, that's perfect. Uh, I didn't think that at all. Um, What was it? The hawk. And he's... Right side up. Okay, what was your guess? You didn't know. My guess is breeze. So the same way, like, he's just kind of... He'll float in, like... Things will be easy to him, where he's just using the wind currents to just stay afloat, and his likely dense bones will just make it so easy for him to just be up there. Mm-hmm. The same way that your like passive cells will just kind of come in and pay for the same meal you're eating. Oh yeah, that's always fun. Mm-hmm. When all like, 
I always just find it interesting when I'm going about my day and I get an alert, like sale, sale or whatever. And it's like, right, I was like reading a book or I was having a nap. Like those ones are the best when you're like having a nap and you wake up to sales because you're like, it really is what I saw if we loop it back to the beginning of the conversation of I knew I wasn't going to work for a paycheck. Like I knew I wasn't going to clock in. It was like, I want to be paid for my knowledge and I want to be paid for the ideas and the visions I have, like the vision I see for the world. And I want to, like, basically I tell people all the time, like I want to be paid to be myself. Yeah, and honestly, having like spent enough time with you, I can't imagine a version of yourself not like that because you don't take any crap from the world. Like when it, because you don't, do days that don't want to get done. (laughs) Some days you wake up and you're like, no, not today. Mm -hmm. Today is home decor, (laughs) you know? Just like, and that doesn't work with a nine to five. And you know what though? Like intuitively, we were talking about this the other day. It's like when I get those pushes of like, okay, I need to reorganize the living room or like re put the furniture in a different way. And like, that's the only thing I can do that day. Like I'm so focused on it. That always moves the energy in my business. You know? Yeah. yeah. So what I was saying, looping back, is like that's the feminine energy being like the masculine. Like, I've got to show up for the business today. The feminine knows if she gets an impulse and she filters it through and it's the right thing to do, that's way more important than any work she would have done that day. Um, the hawk. Watchful, all-seeing messenger of divinity. The sharp eyes of the hawk watch our every move. This keen-eyed bird has the ability to see every little detail as well as the bigger picture. When this card appears, fate has its eyes on you, and the winds are shifting. It is said that the hawk carries news upon its wings and sent from divinity itself to deliver it. The message should not be taken lightly. Though it may seem small or insignificant, it will eventually redirect your course. It was upright, so when in balance, it sees clearly and it's intuitive. When it's out of balance, it sees too much and it's suspicious to bring into balance perspective shift. Well, I will say this. I I was completely off. Like, we, we did not hit that. But yeah, but, it, it took us where we needed to go. But here, how about this as a, as a finishing question? Why have all the five cards we picked today all been upright? Typically... Like one out of two is like upside down. Because I think we're teaching what we know of the lessons the animals are bringing forward, right? Like we're, we say like we're riffing off them Mm -hmm. and it's like coming up like, oh, I learned this or like I applied this. I think about that being like you've conquered that thing. Yeah. It's not too challenging right now. Like what we're both doing. It's just like we're kind of flowing with our everyday. We have a good process of you working in the opposite end of the house, me working at the other and just like meeting in the middle to have a smoothie together or something. It's just kind of like everything's flowing for now. Yeah, it is flowing for now. I feel forward movement. I'm getting deja vu. Whoa, I'm getting such strong deja vu. I think about these colors, the red, the orange, the yellow. It's all your lower chakra it's a masculine masculine's the arrowhead it's about forward movement and i feel like in my life and i'm from what i'm seeing of your life is we are just in like a forward 
moving phase. Right. Like we're not really undergoing anything. I mean, I've been in transition, but I'm on the other side of it now. But maybe mm-hmm. if we like if we were to have done this in like November, December, I'd it would be- have been all the 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 different I don't know. Yeah. November when we were moving here. Mm-hmm. That was that was rocky. So much work. You were running your program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you did you, a lot of work. You, you packed a lot though as well. You packed. That was so spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, come over to Instagram, say hello, let me know. And if you have anything you'd want us to talk about, any themes, any topics, definitely let me know those too. I had so much fun stepping out of my comfort zone and, and inviting him on. And also working with the animal deck. It is the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit Deck by Kim Kranz. I knew going into the episode we would be talking about masculine energy, but it made it very clear, showing me just root and sacral. I was like, yes, you're you're going to be talking masculine energy. So I loved how the animal showed up for that. The deck, again, is my favorite, favorite, favorite deck to work with. So if you're looking for a deck, I highly recommend it. And don't forget, Empaths and Business starts again soon. Early bird enrollment starts this week. I want to put that in capital letters. I know the waitlist this time is the biggest waitlist we've ever had. So definitely make sure if you want to join us this spring round that you are on the waitlist and you're watching for that email on the morning of the 18th. Other than that, I hope you have the most beautiful day. I hope you have the most beautiful Valentine's Day. I hope you're being spoiled or spoiling yourself. And make this day a day that really shows you how incredible you are. Alright, we will talk soon.